autumn mist in a land called Hanali. Little Jackie Paper loved that rascal puff and brought him strings and sealing wax and other fancy <laughs> Yes. Everybody's favorite song to rock to, <laughs> of the Magic Dragon. <laughs> so, hey, welcome back to Reeds and Weeds. This is the show where some of the members um, smoke weed, and all of the members talk about books. Not all the members read the books, but sometimes we... Hi, Kyle. Kyle's interrupting. <laughs> so... Hi, Kyle. Um, Chris is joining us again from San Diego. Say hi, Chris. Hello. Hello. And we've got somebody new. Shannon's here. Shannon, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Shannon. Shannon, Shannon, what's your last name and why did you want to come on the show? Um, My name is Shannon Kuhn. I wanted to come on the show because I love Shelly. I love books. I like to smoke weed. All the things. (laughs) Yay. That's all we require. Um, so a couple That's things. Uh, last time we were on the show, we were like, wow, it's cold and it's terrible and it's never going to be like this again. But guess what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it is. No! <laughs> it is. <laughs> School's been out nine, of the la- nine days in the last three weeks, I think. Um, and this is Michiganders we're talking about, so it's no joke. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. Two friendly neighbors shoved my car out this morning. Very Midwestern oh, feeling Aww. thing to do. Didn't grow up with that, but I do love it. Love yeah. it. Um, what else? Todd is here. We've got some chocolate. Chris picked out this short story for us. Um, yes. the, the Leopard by Wells Tower. And I'm curious why. And also, she picked out the song that was the intro song, which was Puff the Magic Dragon. Also curious about that. So, tell us why you picked this book, and tell us why you picked the song. Um, I picked the story because I actually came across it listening to the New Yorker Fiction Podcast, and um, David Sedaris read it, and I just... It was one of those readings where I I just became obsessed with it. I just I couldn't stop listening to it, and then I got his collection of short stories, and then I I reread it several times. I'm just obsessed with the short story, and I think it's just because it to me it nails so much about childhood in oh. a really succinct way. Mm. But and that's the reason I picked Puff the Magic Dragon because for me. I can remember what it felt like to be in the back of my parents' car listening to that song come on the radio and have that, like, sense of, like, wonder and also, as I got older, like, loss because it was like, Puff the Magic Dragon, is it real? But when you were younger, it was like, there's a dragon out there. Like, your imagination was still allowed to have, like, room to grow and imagine. And I feel like this boy in the story is teetering on those in that position of like still hoping that the leopard is in the forest and oh interesting and and yet his life is is kind kind of painful (laughs) yeah 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 in like a dull daily painful kind of way in a way that, that wears you down into that place where you're like 
Yeah, I'd love, I'd love for Puff. And that very, sorry. And in that very like painful, uh, trapped kind of way, because when you're a child, there's so little that you can control and he, he really has to deal with that too. And so it kind of, when you have this leopard, you think to yourself, well, you know, the leopard could just eat us all. And how exciting would that be? Yes. Oh my gosh. Specifically, he could eat his stepfather. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember that little kid book growing up? I wonder if you guys had this in your house. It was called Nothing Exciting Ever Happens on My Street. No. Mm, Vaguely, maybe. Really? Oh my gosh. We should do that next time. (laughs) It's like just basically a little kid sitting on a sidewalk and he's like, nothing exciting ever happens on my street. And he's bored. Uh And the whole time he's telling the story, he's sitting on the sidewalk and fire trucks come and go. (laughs) People fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very familiar. Yeah. And uh, I loved that book because, first of all, on a very simple level as a kid, you get it. You're just like, yeah. he doesn't know how cool his street is. <laughs> All kinds of neat things are happening. You know, a, a fire hydrant bursts and, and right. a dog gets loose and he's just bored. He's just bored and wishing he lived somewhere else and just sitting on the sidewalk. So, yes. Um, okay. So I have to tell you... Um, I read a couple of reviews of this and people were just like, this was dumb. Why would you read a story about an 11 year old boy? (laughs) What's really going on here? I got nothing out of this. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, why was it published in the New Yorker? So when you think of it, either of you, (laughs) either of you, when you think of it, it's just a simple story about a kid. And this probably takes place over like what, an hour, three hours. Yeah. Yeah. This is a story that takes place over three hours of a little boy who doesn't want to go to school, probably because he's got a cold sore and he hates being picked on and he just is kind of hating life and he doesn't want to go to school. And so he does kind of a couple of stupid things and he interacts with his stepdad and his mom and a cop and then it's over. (laughs) That's the summary of this story. Am I right? Did I miss anything? Well done. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But tell me, why do you think it was good enough to get into the New Yorker? Why do you think, why do you, what do you think? What is that noise? Oh, that's my phone. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Sorry. Hello? Hello? If it's... (laughs) For me, it's not. Yeah, turn it off. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, so either of you, tell me, why do you think? Well, I think if you can do a snapshot really well, and that's kind of what we have here. We have a moment in time for a child, and it's so palpable that we can kind of feel like we're there with him. And it kind of just shows, I think a lot of times we we either will sugarcoat our childhood or we'll see only the bad. And it this was just showing it all, how we're both trapped and how we both can see the beauty in things. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. hear you. What about you? So the question is, why do we think it got into the New Yorker? Yeah. Why was this? Um, why did somebody not read this and go, oh, it's nothing. Like some <laughs> viewers, right? Yeah, that's stupid. It's a leopard. Um, well, first of all, I mean, I think it's precisely the kind of story that should be in the New Yorker because it's so succinct and so clean and so precisely written and it also does the thing that usually gets a nod, which is it's told in the second person. So it's 
um, which is unusual and risky and all kinds of things that it gets labeled. But really, it's the perfect way to tell the story um, because it immediately, from the first sentence, kind of says, like, you got to get into the story with me or you're not going to like it. So um, because you kind of have to take it on as if, you know, he's saying, you know, you don't want to get out of bed or what is this first line? You have not slept well. Don't open your eyes. Stick out your tongue. And it's like you, you, you. Like you're in it. And so he, you become that child from the get go. And um, I, the the observations just in a sentence. Um, you know, from the very beginning, um, the the cold sore um, that he prayed that it would heal overnight. I mean, things like that that you did when you were a kid. You know, that you would pray for it to snow. You know, and actually believe that like your your horrible cold sore might actually disappear overnight. Um, you know, by the time you're an, when you're an adult, you know that cold sore is going to be there for a week. I mean, I've had friends who've gotten cold sores and like they've turned into like major illnesses and like, you know antibiotic yeah. regimens, and it was all from a cold sore. But when you're a kid, you don't you don't have that yet. He's just dealing with this like social situation. Yeah. It's just it's brilliantly written. It's just, it takes you through every single person in the world has lied to their parents and just wanted to stay home from school for whatever reason. And that's what we get to experience is this particular kid. And I I just, it's, it's so clean and so brilliant. Um, and I'm not being very articulate, but no, you are, you are. Here's two, two, um, observations from me. One, doesn't it seem like she's talking to us? It does. <laughs> it you're making like great eye contact. <laughs> I believe that you're looking Whoa. right in my Whoa. eyes. <laughs> but she can't see us. She can't yeah. see us. It's great. I can't. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually talking to myself. <laughs> oh, you're really into yourself. You're like, yes, <laughs> say <Totally>. it. <laughs> say it. So the other thing is, let's do a quick First person, second person, third person review, review, right? Because I was reading reviews and I'm like, why is everybody pissed off about this being in the second person? Yeah. Why is that so unique? It's ridiculous. Why is that so unique? I I, I swear this is like, I went through this in my MFA program and this is, I, I, I've taken shit for this and I, but I don't mind because I, well, first, give it's us the just, breakdown, both of you, one okay, of you. First, is I, I tell the story from my point of view. Okay. I, it's my story. It's a narrative. I I went to the store. Somebody died. I drove home. <laughs> That's Great. That's a good story. <laughs> Thank you. Get on that. We, we learned a lesson. Ta-da. Yada, yada. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, second person is you went to the store. You bought bread. You ran over a dog on your way home. Sure. There's you death did. in every story. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then third is when you sort of have the omniscient view and the writer can get into multiple characters' um, heads or just stay with one character and do like a close um, third about one protagonist or sometimes one or two protagonists. But Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So it's the choice that the writer makes about whose point of view the story is coming from. How is how are they going to tell this story? Instead of this story being, I woke up and I was I thought about lying to my mom and I I decided that I was going to you know tell you about my stepfather. He he didn't do that. Well, Sarah didn't do that. He he, oh. he probably tried that. 
I'm, I'm imagining. Or maybe he just, it, he had the you voice in his head from the beginning. Supposedly um, he tried both the first and the third person and he settled on the second because he said one felt pretentious and the other one, I forget what he said about it. Oh. And so he was like, well, this is the only one that seems to fit the story. Okay. Yeah, and to, you, me, that, to me, that totally rings true. Yeah. So was yeah. this you reading a little just background on the... Ah, uh, it was it was actually mentioned in the New Yorker podcast about oh. it because I watched that. I when it watched. I listened to it too, just because I I wanted to get some background, oh, and that seemed like a good place to you. start. Okay, um, so yeah. yeah, I love David Sedaris. So when you said you got obsessed and went and listened to more things, you got obsessed with Wells Tower. You got obsessed with David Sedaris oh. with Wells Tower. I, I'm already obsessed with David Sedaris. Me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. How he's, can you he's not? Just, he's just talented. Yeah, he's just he's just one of those people in our lifetime who can tell a story. Yeah, right. Good. He just it is is who he is. Yeah, it just comes from within him. Um, and I, I probably shouldn't say this, but it's it's how I've always sort of imagined Truman Capote. I I think Truman oh. Capote was born to write, mm. and it just can't came from him from within him. Um. And Wells Tower, on the other hand, I feel like this is a person who has studied this craft and um, is, is, you know, it's, he's, he's writing stories and they're very, very good. And so when I, when I immediately with the second person and just how he takes you through this experience, I was just like, you son of a bitch. And, (laughs) and the brilliance of, of. The Leopard, and actually, I'm, this isn't going to end up being totally derivative of the fiction podcast, but um, of the New Yorker podcast. But one of the things that um, Davis Sedaris mentions is because um, she, the editor, asks, like, you know, what do you think the leopard means? Or yeah. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and he says, you know, I don't think he sat back and, and was like, you know, he, he's like inserting a leopard for writing. Now, he may have. But Davis Darius and I, my take on this was exactly the same, was like he took two things. Somehow he had a leopard in his mind or had a conversation or was doing a writing exercise where literally, yeah. yeah, like I got the sensation of him pulling things out of a hat and being like leopard <laughs> or, <laughs> and, or having an experience about the kid that, you know, and a stepdad and definitely remind me of this boy's life too, a little bit, um, Tobias Wolf. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, um, it's so brilliantly told. And that fucking leopard in the woods, man. I mean, <laughs> it, just killed me. it just killed me. The flyer was one thing and him throwing himself on the driveway and waiting for his mom. I did that. You know, I mean, I, I remember being sick one time and being like, and I was really out of it. So I don't know what was wrong with me, but I think I was on a lot of cold medicine or something. And I just was like, fuck this. I'm not getting ready. And like laid on the floor. And my dad came in and was like, we've got to go. And I was like, I don't feel good, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of thing. But, um, and then the leopard, he's like that final moment where they're on the porch and he's going to have a standoff with his dick stepdad. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and it's like, what, what? I, my interpretation was that he's like, the leopard's going to save me. Like, this is my mom. Oh. I don't have to wait until I'm 16. Yeah. I've got this cop beside me. 
and I'm going to win this one. Well, and I think there's a certain level of detachment, too, that only comes with childhood. You know, like he talked about that student that he knew who got raped and who was killed and hung. And he says it just like it's a pastime. You know, he he knows that it's a bad thing, but he didn't quite understand it. You know, and and his response was... To his own sexuality, actually. Yeah. Yes. But it's also, you know, so there's that part. And then when it's the leopard, too, he thinks to himself, oh, this leopard will get me out of this situation. And he doesn't really understand how serious it would be if a leopard really came. And that second person kind of helps with that because you're already kind of detached by being forced into a certain role. Just like he's forced into a certain role. The world is very small. Yeah. 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 It's literally only the thoughts and the steps on the driveway and the gravel rocks. Right, right. So, so Shannon, so tell us like um, a couple things that stuck out to you that were like, I thought about this. This made me think of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, when it comes to, well, one of the things was that whole detachment. I kept thinking about the fact that he talked about this little girl who got raped and who was killed and, and he just kind of thought to himself, Oh well, at least she didn't die a virgin. And I just thought to myself, that's such an, that's such a child, in a weird way, it's such a child innocent thing to say, right? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't understand how horrible rape is, how horrible death is, mm-hmm. because there's still experience that he's a little detached from. He talks about how he and his uh, stepfather went and they like smashed that treehouse because he was upset and he loved the power of it. Yeah, but again, didn't quite understand. Right, right. Where each action had the reaction to it, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, w- I was thinking about that part too when when I read that part. Okay, so he's um, he's indicating what I loved. So the thing that I loved was the picture that he painted of this kind of family in the woods that's partly crunchy and partly still going out into the corporate world. Yeah. And and he's the stepdad, and the stepdad's always like growing something in the garden, but he's also kind of probably pretty cynical. So this stepdad character is pretty weird. Yeah. But I can picture this weird family. I know this weird family, you know. I feel like... So, So the way he's growing, this is just his experience growing up. He's just... Everything is normal when you're little. Yes. You're not not going, ooh, that thing we did was violent. Or, ooh, this person's being mean to that person. It's just normal. So when he describes that going over and destroying the treehouse, because that kid messed with his lean-to, right? He built a little lean-to. And they live, the the setting is they live out in the woods. Um, Mom's going to work. And they and they live down a really long driveway. So when the really simple task is go get the mail, it's quite a long walk for a little boy kind of down this long gravel driveway to... I mean, you used to live up a big, tall hill in the mountains. Was yeah, your driveway yeah. Oh, yeah. all the way it's down? Adventure, at, I mean, with no shoes yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he it would take... a half mile, but, yeah. I, you know, he says that, and I had to wonder, like, you know, it could literally be... <laughs> 50 feet. <laughs> right, right. You know? And he's like, it's a half mile. Right, that's true. Like, how would he know? Yeah. How would he know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's but it has kid, to do huh? it barefoot so he can get the stones in. So, you know, like, this will show my yes. stepdad. Yes, watch me suffer. <laughs> watch me suffer. Yeah. There's also. Actually, I, I took it as, like, he's just a kid. He's not going to put his shoes on. Ah. It's just, he's just walking out the door, like, oh, who needs shoes? I'll just. 
Right, 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 right. Who cares that it's a half mile and I'll be walking on rocks the whole night? It's fine. Right, right. (laughs) Hey, Todd, what's going on there? Is it okay? It's like blanking in and out. No, it's it's fine. Oh, okay. Now you're doing sort of a super slow strobe, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like a super boring (laughs) strobe. Um, Like techno on slow play. It's oh, the TV. This is what I was gonna say. I like. I like faltered off in my because I got. I'm a little stoned, but um, <laughs> yeah. But I was gonna say about second person, like people in the literary world, it's like Kyle would know how to explain this better than I. But it's like this. This sort of like. There's only so many things that you can really latch on and, to, and critique. So it's like I feel like there are those people in the in the writerly opinionated world who want to be like, ooh, second person, you know, that's, it doesn't fit, or you shouldn't do that, or we're know. laughing at Stroby right now because yeah, it's, it's really okay. delightful. It's okay. you're talking and then it's like yeah. picture one, picture we two. We can hear your voice, but your face is just picture like one, flashing up and down. <laughs> <laughs> a changer. <laughs> it's great. Um, okay, uh, I lost track of the last little bit of what you were saying because <laughs> your face is coming and going with these like crazy bars. Reader for a little bit, what um, was happening was she was flashing in and out and changing her expression every single time. Mm-hmm, it was delightful. Uh-huh. I was going. Reviewer, um, is this happening on person? Am I being put into it on person on purpose? <laughs> am I being put into a trance? Um, do you have any impression? What is your impression of the mother? Is she a pushover? Is she cool? We don't get a lot about her. I don't think we get enough about her. I mean, my, my take on the stepdad is that he's just a total ass and, um, yeah. And he's violent. He's the violent one. Mm -hmm. And And um, petty and petty and controlling. Yes. Absolutely. And, and his, this to me, like Shannon, I thought what you said at the very opening was so great because the, the whole story I think is about this kid or when you're little, like the universal you as a small child, like you have no control. So, you know, here he is, he's trying, he fakes being, he gets his cold story, he's no control. He's yeah. not doing well at school. He has no control at home. He's got this asshole and his mom loves him, but she's under the, the thumb of the stepdad. Oh yeah. And it's a sick day. Really? And even on the sick day, mom's gone and he's stuck with this guy. Yeah. yeah. Who's home working on all the tasks, making mulch, gotta make more mulch. Gotta right. Mulch. <laughs> right. I know that guy. I feel yeah. like there's yeah. those guys. Oh yeah. In Ann Arbor. There's those guys in Boulder. In, in they're everywhere. They're everywhere. It's mm-hmm. just a type of guy. Oh yeah, it's a type of guy. <laughs> he's fiercely into living off the land, and he started off with good intentions, but now he's just a dick. Yes, he's <laughs> just oh, a dick. Yeah. He was always he a was dick. Always a dick. Mm-hmm. But the, what was attractive yeah. about him to a certain kind of woman was that he was really into gardening. Oh yeah, <laughs> like oh, this is a Mister Fix It man. He's gonna yeah. like do stuff around the house. Oh really? And... You grow your own vegetables and you can fix my wow. shed. Yeah, let's hang because out. Because he uses the earth. He's down to earth, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no, a this lie. This is the guy on Dead Tour who had like the look, like the long hair and the whole thing, and probably smoked a little weed, but. Like everything in his van was like super meticulous. Yes, and 
Right. Oh, yeah. he's like uh, in Sleeping with the Enemy. I bet he turns all his cans forward and all the dish towels have to be the same length. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. He's got a shed out back. Yeah. And, and everything's yeah. everything's like placed in special jars. And if you come out there and just take a hammer off the wall and lay it on the counter, he'll he's going to be pissed. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. All the yeah. tools have the little outlines for where they should go and you should not move it out yeah. of the <laughs> really helpful. <laughs> helpful. Yeah. Oh, I love the shapes. It helps me so much. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I yep. <laughs> yeah, love it. Love it. Okay. So here's what's interesting is, um, okay. So there's part of the story. Little boy, his mom doesn't really push back too much. I don't feel good. I don't want to go to school. She says, okay, I got to go to work. He goes back yeah. to sleep. He wakes up. He goes into his parents' room because he knows his stepdad is outside. He starts watching I Dream of Jeannie. But when he hears the... He gets the, a big bowl of cereal. He gets first. a big bowl of cereal, <laughs> yeah. which means your stomach doesn't hurt because you're dairy... <laughs> Although when I was little, it's not like you're tuned into your body when yeah. you're 11 years old. You just know how to eat cereal. True story. You're like, I know how to make this. <laughs> yes. I can put cereal and milk in a bowl. Yeah, it's really like, I feel good, I feel bad. It's Saturday, it's Monday, it's daytime, it's nighttime. Frosted Flakes. Yes! <laughs> That's it. For every occasion. I yeah. just had dinner. Let's have some dessert sure. of Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes. <laughs> Frosted Mini Wheats. Super Sugar Crisp. Chris, how many bowls yeah. of cereal did you eat we at my house? Nuts, yes, of course I had grape nuts too. But <laughs> But you would never think, oh, my mouth is already sore, like I ate a bunch of briars. I don't want to eat grape nuts. No. And you do it anyway. Yeah, like for kids, it's one of those things, <laughs> oh, my mouth is sore. You know what sounds really good right now? An orange, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. And grape nuts. And grape nuts. Something but yeah, you don't think about anything that's going to hurt it. Yes, yes. You're just like, well, I want cereal. I would actually argue that I do remember being, like, actually having... I guess I have the personal experience of being sick and not realizing it and having like milk, like I was craving milk, just like you said, like I was like, and then I threw up. So then I knew never to have milk again if I was sick. Trial and error. That's good. It's good. That's good. He hasn't had that yet, clearly, but he's not really sick. No, there's that too. He's not testing it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 He's a liar. But then stepdad says, there's a hot fudge Sunday if you'll go get the mail. Or I bet a hot fudge Sunday you'll survive. I'll bet a hot fudge Sunday. Yeah. And yes. so, like, I'll bet a hot fudge Sunday is—is is he saying he will give a hot fudge Sunday, or is he just being like? I don't think so, because I think if he was really gonna give him a hot fudge Sunday, the kid would have said something to him. That's a good point. You got some Sunday in your tool bag? No, you don't. Jerk yeah, because he sets right off. I was Are surprised. Been dumb enough to be like really. Well, he also said that if he doesn't do things, he gets told that he's been giving lip. And, uh, oh, right. Don't give lip. I grew up with that. Did y'all grow up with that? Um, I grew up with a version of that. I don't remember exactly what my parents said, but it was the same thing. Like, don't be talking back. Right, right. Don't be giving me any lip. Yeah. I said it the first time. With irony. Like, don't give me any lip. Right. Um. They know, know what it means. They know what it means. They're like, you're telling yeah. me not to give lip? <laughs> lip giver? Um, There's a lot of lip going on. Yeah. A lip around here. Yeah. <laughs> lips. Lips flapping all over that house. <laughs> um, so and, uh, more picture painting. And you know what? I'm growing 
more appreciative of it because it paints such a picture. Yes. Um, because the you pass the wood piles in the chicken house, past the stretch of woods where you built a handsome lean-to, and that's what makes me think it is a really long driveway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, oh, that's true. Because there's the wood yeah. pile and the chicken house and the stretch of woods and the thing where the right. lean-to was and then blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the edge of the... And I, you know what it is? Is I think selling books door-to-door, I have such a picture of houses <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I've yeah. been up, I've been up this driveway where there's a little kid just standing kind of barefoot at the mailbox and you're yep. going up the driveway and he's like, my stepdad's here and the stepdad's mean to you. Yes. <laughs> like, Hey, is this your son? Get out of here. He's got a shotgun. <laughs> I know this family. Run. I know this family. Okay. So, um, well, you can also tell that this, um, uh, you know, like you were saying earlier, uh, this book or um, Wells Tower is someone who knows his craft, right? Every single word in this seems to be mastered to the T, that there's nothing left over, that he's cut all the fat out of it, which I Absolutely. think is pretty interesting. Like other other writers, there might be a little bit of flourish of words. There might be a little extra. You'll be like, oh, look, we're on a journey. A yes. Yeah. 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 No, it's literally like one part, another part, and next thing you know, it's it, he's on the porch. Oh, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, everything else had to go into the wood chipper because how else are you going to make the mulch, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the – so he um, is walking to get the mail. His dad, his stepdad's trying to get him to, you know, be industrious in some way. So he starts walking to get the mail, and at some point he decides um, upon the plan of acting as if he's passed out. And he doesn't say that. He gets to the mailbox and pulls out the flyer for the leopard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and says that there's too much mail for a sick person (laughs) to carry. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And you know what I thought about when when he said that is, because of the way life has changed and the fact that I never get mail, yeah. really. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I get yeah. mail, it's a political flyer. It's an announcement for a new dentist office. And then maybe it's a tax document. But, like, there used to be so much mail. Yes. <laughs> so it put this story in this place and time where I was like, going to get the mail was a daily job. It was like, we, we got to go get the mail. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you, so it was a job. And sometimes I wanted that job as a little kid because it made me feel important because there's really not many jobs you could be trusted <laughs> with, especially if there was That's a sweepstakes true. to fill out or something like that, a birthday card or some kind of invitation. It was exciting sometimes to go get the mail. Yeah. But um, the way he comes across, uh, he's coming back. It still angers you that he has sent you down the driveway on your sick day, your special day of rest. You take a dozen steps, and then a plan suggests itself. Very carefully, you litter the mail in a haphazard fan on the driveway gravel, so it looks as though it were dumped there suddenly. You ease yourself down into a tire rut, splaying (laughs) your arms and legs in the attitude of someone stricken by a fainting spell. When your mother's car swings into the drive, she will find you there. She'll come to you crying and concerned. So he's really... Just wanting attention so bad. He just yeah. wants attention so bad. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. That's a big childhood feeling. Oh, right yeah. there. And they're trying to fight back at the authority figure the only way you can. I'll show my mom what a bad guy my stepdad is by yeah. fainting yeah. here. Because yeah. this is the only I thing I can do. Two, the two guys, are they're, they're in a duel, you know? Yeah. And, um, and the, the kid wants his mom's attention, for sure. Oh, but he yeah. also wants to prove that he's really sick and that he's not going to get caught in another lie. Like, even though he admits that he is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, and aren't we all? lying to his mom, um, you know, he, you know, he knows that his, de- his stepdad is, is on to him. So it's like, it's, it's really like weird sort of um, mirror in a mirror in a mirror. Oh, effect. yeah. And when you yeah. have someone who's treating you crappy and that person's an authority figure and there's nothing you can do about it, you think of small passive aggressive ways to make their life miserable. Oh, yeah. You know, you're just like, I have nothing I can do to you except I can make it longer for you to get this. Or yes. I can. <laughs> what if they thought I was missing? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I just had this flashback of because I was remembering um, thinking about this kid and being a kid. And when you think you're getting away with a lie, you're like, I didn't know you were coming home now or I would have already done all the stuff. You know, yeah. just like you, you're terrible at it. Mm-hmm. And, you, and your parents, yeah. and now you know as a grown up that you can look, just look at a kid and go, you little lying rascal. <laughs> you know? But as a kid, like, look, I'm going to lay here and, and be strewn about, you know, and, and the cop... Do and the cop buys it, right? Yes. Yeah. The cop buys oh, it. Oh yeah. Because why wouldn't you? The oh yeah. Your, it's a child, mm-hmm. right? And it seems like he's a young newbie kind of guy. Sure, sure. What was the flashback? Oh, I know what it was. Remember in big department stores when the racks would be? Maybe they're still like this. I just don't <laughs> shop anymore. <laughs> Me either. Me but, either. But I do remember being in a big department store like Belks or JC Penney's. Yeah. Well, and that's the, all we have. And the. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> And uh, and there's the big racks of clothes that are in a circle. And as a little kid, you can get in there and get yeah. lost and hide. Do you, did course. you ever do that? Oh, of course I did. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the best thing. Yes. It was the best thing, right? And you know your parents are freaking out because they can't find you. <laughs> and you just think, I'll pretend like I don't hear them. Yeah. They'll, they need to be concerned that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Not That'll show them. Yes. <laughs> That not yeah. understanding how terrifying it is oh, to yeah. be missing, and I yeah not understanding. No, all you can think is that you know I wanted such and such, or they're ignoring me. I'm yeah. gonna show them. Yeah, and I think even three quarters. <laughs> Chris is putting in a drink order. Ooh, right now. Uh, <laughs> can I get a bourbon a on the rocks, please? I just want like an amber <laughs> ale, just a nice amber. Um, <laughs> Actually, I'm good. I think I'm good to go. We, I, we just had a nice dark chocolate almond sea salt candy bar. Wasn't that awesome. good? Oh, yeah. Todd, did you like it? It was good. Thumbs yes, up. Th- thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> so, um, okay. So we all remember this feeling yeah. of like, I know I'm a lying little kid and I feel bad about it, but I can't help it. This is my only strategy. Yeah. I want to be a good kid. But this you is, are a good kid. You're a good kid. Yes. You are a good kid. But you I like that. This is my kid. only strategy. This is my only strategy. This is all I got. This is all I got. Because so. you're in the mundanity 
of the endless hours of having no, you're always in this container. You can't ever get out of the container. Yeah. If you are going to get out of it, it's going to be at school. But right around puberty, that starts to go to shit for most kids. And he's got the hamburger on his lip and he just can't take it. And he's just blanketed with the endless mundanity of his age. And he's still a little boy, but he knows he's supposed to be getting ready to become a man. But the man in his life is a total fucking dick. <laughs> I forgot this. I forgot. The stepfather threw a rock at his real father. Oh, yeah. Oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah. And, he, and now he can only picture his father cowering. Jeez. And like, talk about yeah. a major asshole. Well, yeah, and this, I think this kid is like really suffering. And I wonder yes. if the cop at the end isn't also like, a, like in the real world, when a kid is. Now, this, we don't know if this kid's really been beaten, although we know, we suspect there's been some. Because he says something about getting slapped a couple times, I think. Um, so, you know, but we're getting this sense of the stepfather, who's probably a violent guy clearly from the wrecking of the treehouse, but when he's on the porch at the end and he has the cop next to him and then the leopard, which is real, (laughs) supposedly real, um, you know, those are your two outs. It's like either this cop is going to save me or this thing that I don't know about. (laughs) See, I wonder if he's actually kind of worried about the cop in, in some sense, you know? Because here he is, and he's like, oh, he fell for my trick, and oh, you want to meet my dad, and oh, you're a nice guy. You know what my stepdad does to nice guys? See, I think he's he likes the cop, but the cop messed up the plan because his mom was supposed to find <laughs> That's him. That's true. <laughs> the, the cop wasn't supposed to be nice and help him. He wanted the cop to go away because now he doesn't get the attention from his mom, mm. which would change the dynamic between his mom and his dad. She, he thinks, he thinks. So here's a, here's a thing that made, that made me think about childhood. Um, two things is she'll come to you crying and concerned. You'll let her coax it out of you, the story of how your stepfather made you get the mail. Then as, as the, um, this is when he's laying on the ground. And then when the, do, 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 when the policeman comes up, he says, um, Oh, do, do. So, come on up now, pal. He's coming up to you. Oh, and then he's like, are you okay? Are you in pain? Are you bleeding anywhere? I, I don't think so. I'm fine. <laughs> and then he says, he says something about, he looks up at him, opening his eyes slowly, letting them flutter the way they do in the movies oh, or something. Yeah! Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I thought that, hold on a second. When, when I thought that, I thought about the reason why... Oh, gosh, I wish I could find Oh, here we go. It. Allow your eyes to open, taking care to flutter them as movie stars do when, yes. walking fr- when waking from a swoon. Yes. Okay. So those right. two passages, <laughs> the waking from a swoon and the other one, whatever I just said, um, it made me remember that you get your... You know, he's watching movies... As a kid, and he's going, oh, that kid gets attention because they fell down a well. Or that kid gets yeah. attention because they're laying in a sick bed, and everybody's paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. 
So if something dramatic happens to me, I'll also get attention. Yeah. But he has to frame it in his mind to be dramatic in that way. <laughs> because in the movies, that's right. where it kind of pulls the family together and he's acting it out. And I remember having those thoughts too. Yeah. You're in a, you know, you're like, but mother, <laughs> yeah. wherever yeah, will we go? You yeah. know, you have to act it out because that's in your mind, like how it's supposed to go. Oh, yeah. Or you fall yeah. down and everyone's like, are you okay? And so oh. you do like the stand up and then the fall back down. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just... Yeah. Like you're playing the role. You've got to you're figure playing... out the things, the cues to play the role. You're playing oh, yeah. The role. Yeah. That's something yeah. I remember mm-hmm. from childhood is like, I've got to do this. I've got to look away and then look back or I have to yeah. wipe my head or, or cover my eyes. Yeah. Or take a second to think before you speak. Yes. You know, like pretend to be pondering. Yes. <laughs> I should get that back. I should look I into a, that. <laughs> I did a thing one time in high school where um, it was like, I did this like short little study of Christy Poole. <laughs> oh my gosh. She was awesome. Yeah, I, just, I thought. I, I just constantly, like whenever she spoke or just, I can't even remember what grade we were in, but I was just was kind of fascinated by her. I, she was literally the politest, nicest, like I just, and I, I just couldn't wrap my head around her. So it was like, I remember sitting at the lunch table so many times over a period of days. And anytime she spoke, I would just watch her mannerisms and watch her affect with people and was just like, wow, like literally like she's so nice. So I remember going home and being like, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try putting on super not like just nice and pleasant and um, you know, and I tried it and it was, I did it, but it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you don't know who you are, right? Yeah. yeah. As, as a kid, you're just this little shell being filled up and you are yeah. trying on how do yeah. I get attention and you're trying on how do I oh. make this relationship work and you don't even know what you're doing, but that so kind of, way, yeah. Isn't that like, isn't that like the same thing? Like here he is lying about being sick, but in a, you could easily just change the language and be like, he's just trying on this excuse. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. To see if he can get his his mom's sympathy. And she's obviously a loving person because she's like, oh, I hope you don't have that sick thing that's going around. And out of like genuine worry, she lets him stay home. And but like a practice liar, he says, I don't know. It just hurts. <laughs> yes. I don't know. But I'll also. Call, yeah, it kicks in. Then the instincts kick in. Right. Yeah, because yeah, you don't want to yeah. give too much away. You don't want to be like, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, I also. Yeah, you don't want to end up at the doctor. No. Lord. <laughs> you don't take it that far. But you would go. <laughs> but you, you would go. You it. would totally go. Yeah. And you would do it, and then you would just lie to the doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's interesting is I can picture the mom. So I picture the mom being at work, and they're going, is your son sick? And she's going, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a cold sore. He's been bullied. I just gave him a break. Anyway, yeah. he'll be fine. You it's know, Friday like, anyway. What do they learn Friday. on Friday? <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Conversation. Yeah. I, unless somebody picked up the phone to, to call the police because your kid's home alone. That could happen too. Yeah. Are you getting like a little in this year and a little in this year back and forth? Not the back and forth, no. Okay. That's just me then. No! <laughs> 
Okay. Curses. It's kind of cool, but sometimes I can hear both of you, and then sometimes it goes back and forth in my right ear and left ear, and it's fascinating. It's not unpleasant. Oh. I just wondered if it was just my brain or, like, actual wiring. So you have a flashing face. <laughs> I do. And you have flashing headphones. Everything's fine. I'm handling it real well. <laughs> you are. I feel Like a normal. pro. Ooh, right. was that a lie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I am. I am for real. Um, the thing about feeling really uncomfortable trying on something <laughs> makes me think of the boob pick. <laughs> What's the boob pic? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, oh, no, I just, uh, I changed my Facebook profile pic. Uh-huh. In a split second, I was like, I'm going to put this picture up. And, um, <laughs> like, I, this is what I look like. But in this one, I'm wearing a dress, a little bit of boob. Yeah. And I was telling Chris, like, 130 people <laughs> were like, hey, that's awesome. <laughs> and people I haven't talked to in years. Yeah. I'm like, is it the boob? <laughs> but my point is, I can't relate to it. I don't yeah. know what that means. It's like, that's weird reaction, you guys. <laughs> but what I do understand is that got attention. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Weird thing. Uh, it got attention like I'm lying about being sick or it got attention yeah. that, that I understand uh, isn't really me. I know it is not. Yeah. Right. So it's mm-hmm. just funny because we were talking about that right. Ah. Sure. Um, okay. So let's talk about the policeman and who he yeah, is. The policeman. He, yes. I saw that. I felt I felt like maybe I was projecting, but I felt like the kid resisted him. And then at some point I felt like. Actually, when they were on that porch, maybe this is what I, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Once he's on the porch and they're side by side and they're facing the stepdad, I feel like he aligns with the policeman. But you're right. I Maybe maybe he's feeling protective of the policeman because of his dad and just See, the whole situation. I, I think the policeman won him over when he said, I didn't I want to, I didn't, he, when, when the policeman says, so I feel like he's like, go away, my mom's supposed to find me. I think he wants the policeman to go, oh, since you're okay, I'm going to back up and leave, right? Yeah. Because the policeman comes in, sees him laying there, goes, oh my God, there's a kid laying there, gets out, is genuinely concerned, blah, 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 um, starts trying to help him. When is so he kind of yeah. wants him to go away so he can lay back down. And his mom can find him, <laughs> right? The the policeman's ruining yeah. the plan. Yeah. Yeah, but he then he says, there. Yeah. but then he says, um, I mean, damn, I was sure we had another dead kid on our hands. So yeah. when the policeman says that, your ears prick up at that word, another. Yeah, because that little girl yeah. got a lot of attention. She was an exciting girl. Mm-hmm. An exciting thing happened to her. A terrible thing. But he suddenly is like, oh, this man is related to that event. Yeah. That girl had an exciting thing happen to her. I remember her. Yeah. And I think that's when he gets on the little boy's side is because the little boy, in spite of himself, is like, ooh, that's an interesting thing. You had something to do with that. Right? So you feel a manic impulse to start talking to keep yourself from being alone with thoughts of Samantha Mealy's murder. You show the leopard flyer to the policeman. Have you heard about this? There's a leopard running around here. Somebody had it for a pet. See, I do not know who would have had this thing at their residence, but I'll tell you one thing for sure. They're probably a dangerous element. 
So I think um, that confused me a little bit because I didn't, if somebody had it for a pet, you say, and then I think the cop says, see, I do not know who would have this thing at their residence, but I'll tell you one thing for sure. They're probably a dangerous element. And then you say drug lords. But do you see what I mean? Like, I don't hear a child saying, see, I do not know who would have this thing at their residence. Like, that's not a child sentence, right? That's a cop sentence. Yeah. Am I right? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't clear. It sounded weird. But um, my point is, is I feel like there's some trust built right there because the cop taps into real fear and the boy finds himself panicking and not wanting to be alone with the thoughts. Like there's a bit of truth. He's faking passing out in the driveway. Then he's suddenly reminded that a bad thing actually really did happen to a kid and he feels real fear yeah and he's like projecting it with nervous energy so he's like i have to talk because there's these feelings and i don't understand them and so Mm -hmm. i'm going to just start some conversation now Mm -hmm. and the policeman shows him authentic concern yeah and he's not getting he's never gonna get that from his stepdad no he didn't even really get get it from his mom authentic concern right well she has to go to work and god knows why but i can take a guess Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This guy. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. Um, and the way he reacts to him, I was just driving past and found your son lying in, living, lying in the driveway. He gave me a real scare. Hmm. Your stepfather turns to you. The muscles around his eyes are tense. What were you doing lying in the driveway? Right. And, and either, right. either here's this guy. He's talking to his friends later, and he's like, my girlfriend's son is a lying little asshole that's what he's saying listen to what he did today he Mm -hmm. pretended to faint so he could he pretended he was sick he's he's doesn't have any courage he doesn't want to go to school yeah and this guy's just totally out of touch with what it's like he's he's thinking i'm gonna bully this kid into being a man or something yeah i wonder if this guy even has any friends you know like he's this shell of a man in this tiny hut of a life and he's just like has no one to turn to and he hates himself so much he has to put it out on this kid Right. Oh, yes. and he. Oh, he looks at his face. Oh, you must have fallen for the easy. Yeah. One. He cuts on your face. What a yes. jerk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like he's never. He's not going to survive the um, investigation mm-hmm. of his, his stepdad. His stepdad is never going to actually. But it's kind of a funny thing, and this is the back to the mirror. Like this weird mirror feeling, is it's like he. He's never going to give the boy sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes him a dick. And that's clearly yeah. all the kid is after. And yet the kid is lying. Yes, he <laughs> is. He, he is. He is being deceptive. He is being deceptive. And maybe, maybe he is a piece of shit kid. Like just an annoying, manipulative piece of shit kid. And because we're coming from his perspective, you know, we we don't get what you know. Maybe if the stepdad had a had the same story, he'd be like, "Oh my god, this kid is like twenty four seven with the lying and the manipulation." But You're right. right, it is like a perceptive th- perception thing. We yeah, are only yeah, getting yeah, one yeah. side right. of it. But, but on the same we're note, in in the body with the cold sore on our face, and we get we get all the stresses that this yeah is, like. I feel so much sympathy for this boy that it doesn't, I, of course he's going to lie to stay home. That's what all kids do. So yeah. it ends up being about this, this story about the struggle of 
again, he's just teetering on the child world and the and the adult world. Maybe the and moral of the story is let your kids get away with smaller lies so they don't have to make bigger lies. <laughs> or or how about he I don't know. Does he need to be does he need more attention? Is that what can we do we have enough evidence in the story that he need this kid is lacking in anything? I mean, is he in a situation that we should really have sympathy for? And I, I want to say yes. I want to say he's in a not great, potentially unsafe situation. Right. Um, like we know? don't have a lot of information, but we have the yeah. information that his stepdad threw a rock at his dad's head, yeah. which is... And destroyed property. A lot. Man. And destroyed property. Right. If I had a friend who was like, yeah, my boyfriend took my son and they went and ripped down their friend's tree yeah. house, I would be exactly be like, so really that might surprised. not be a good relationship <laughs> right. for you. You might want to get right. out of that. Yeah. I wonder what that's teaching or, your son. Sure. Yeah. I, it's almost like the policeman. Be, I, I had this question because this time when I, I reread it, I've listened to it several times and I've reread it several times, but I reread it again today. And I noticed that when he when the boy gets into the car, he talks about the shotgun, and he also notices the gun on his holster when he's out on the driveway. And I wonder if because the the policeman has the policeman is actually in a position to fight back and win, and the dad definitely wasn't. The boy isn't going to obviously. He can't even lie about being homesick or walk down the driveway. Um, without his stepdad interrogating about what, what happened. But, um, yeah, I wonder if the, the policeman, because he's weaponized, I wonder, it's like literally they're standing on the porch and the kid is like, I've got this policeman next to me with these guns. <laughs> and I've also got a leopard out in the woods. Like, this is my moment. <laughs> like, ah. Yes, and then he, this thing that you're saying about him teetering on the edge, this is... So interesting. Right here, this this little tiny passage. Um, they're standing on the porch. The stepdad says, um, somebody could have, no, the officer says, somebody could have pulled in quick and run him over. It's a lucky thing. The, the stepdad says, yeah, pretty lucky. Then he turns to you, go on inside, wait for your mother. But you stay where you are. Then off in the trees behind the clothesline, you hear a branch snap and the sound of something big tussling in the wooded shade your breathing goes quick and shallow you close your eyes that's not what i thought i was going to read um hold on a second it was the okay. other thing it was here it was oh is it the first time he says go on inside yes where's that where's that? um just a little bit above so all right go inside now your father said your stepfather says oh yeah read that part but you don't move you don't want to there it is the sun slips behind a cloud something you don't know what is about to happen. You feel it, and you stand there holding the mail, scraping the sharp edge of a magazine against your chin, out of which a single precious, precious hair, hair has lately dared yes. to curl. Yes. So he has a chin hair. Yes. <laughs> he has a chin. He's getting yeah. facial hair. And he's going yes. like, oh. Yes. I'm aware yeah. that this man, and sometimes it's just... um I don't know. This is a very strange thing because it took me a long time to really see this clearly. But the first time you really, really see like this family is so different from the family I grew up in. Yeah. Or this grown up 
person is so different from the other grown-up people that I've met before. Yes. Do you remember yes. those realizations? Yes, where you're just like, this is like no one that I know. Because you're the one, you can see someone, you'd be like, oh, that person is just like my dad. That person's just like my brother, my mom. Yes. But yes. here's someone who isn't. Or maybe this person is like his dad, his real dad. Yeah, maybe. And so he's in this moment with these two. And if this police officer is anything like his father mm-hmm. and he knows something's going to happen, I wonder if he's recreating that moment of the rocks in his head. Yeah. yeah. Or he could just be thinking like, this man is different than that man. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. just such a simple thing, but yeah. I'll never forget. Um, and I, and that, and also that, that sometimes that just knowing of like, no, I don't want to go in this house with you. No. Yeah. Right. Like I, yeah. the stepdad so is the losing a little power. Yes. Yes. That's the worst place I could be. Oh, like, that chin hair. The first step to 16. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He has yeah. facial hair like, and he's standing next to a cop and he yeah. doesn't move when his stepdad. Yes. It's the first defiance. Yeah. The well, first, the first. He's like, this is it, man. Like, this is my fucking moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I took it, and 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 because he makes that comment about waiting till he's sixteen, but yeah, he's not gonna make it till sixteen. Mm. Like he's 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 so desperate, you know. He's throwing himself down on the driveway because he's wait. Where does he say about? I forget. I forget how old he is. Where where is Uh, where is the sixteen? Where's because he seems little to me he is little he's about to turn 13 i think i think he's 12 oh no he's 11 because he talks about people who are 13 are having sex yeah yeah oh my gosh but think about that age think about this is really funny so in the last three days these things have happened um i'm at this soccer game we're playing the drums two of the people that i'm with there was 18-year-old girls, 16-year-old girls, parents of 15- and 16-year-old girls. And one of the soccer players comes up afterwards, and he's talking to us, and we know three of the soccer players are all brothers. And um, somehow he says, oh, uh, my daughter usually comes. She's his age. And he's like, how old is she, 15? Is she crazy? <laughs> and they all, all of them start talking. Yes, everything's dramatic. It's terrible. And they're hormonal. And it's terrible. And I have no idea what they're happy about or if anything in the world makes them happy. And they're afraid of everything. They're pissed off at everybody. And, and they're all having this big conversation about, like, kind of how awkward and frustrating and yeah. terrible it is to be like 13 to 16 and then there's this <laughs> other parent going like wait 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 my kids just started coming out of that a little bit <laughs> they're sort right. of leveling out they're like 17 18 and it gets better <sighs> they start to not freak out as much it's better it's better and then today I was over at my friend's house giving her a ride and it was a snow day and it turns out that the snow day, the day she was going to go around and like get all this stuff for her daughter's birthday, her birthday's today, but she was going to go do all the stuff while yeah. her daughter was at school. Oh no. So it was done when she got home, but then her daughter didn't go anywhere because snow day. And so right. as, as I'm, dr- I'm going over to get her and take her to get her tire fixed and stuff like that. And I'm going, well, so wh- what's 13 like for her? And she's like, oh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> You know, she's taller than me. <laughs> she's in the eighth grade, you know. 
yeah. probably kind of sucks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said, oh, yeah, gosh, I was in the ninth grade, and I was the youngest and the tallest person in wow. the class. And there was that sort of, I don't want to. the youngest? Yeah. Not in the whole class. Well, you were, class. you were younger than me. Yeah. But we were those people I'm who got in. Older. We were those people who got in, and everybody else would have been like 14 in the grade, and we were 13 in the grade. 13. Yeah. yeah. So we were always the ones that were a year younger than everybody else. So I was yeah. the youngest one that was the tallest one. So I was really grateful that I wasn't yeah. in my right grade because that would have been super weird. But the memory and this experience in the last few days is that you just forget the strategies that you try when you're in that awkward <laughs> situation <laughs> where you're like, gosh, that's pretty dramatic, that kid laying on the ground. But I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there's a time when you go, oh, I just skinned my knee a little bit. Yeah. But maybe I'll limp inside yes. howling and dragging <laughs> my bike and going like, oh, God, maybe it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a better story. Yeah. Just getting a skin knee is boring. That's the beauty of 11. And and now that you've said all that, like, I think maybe that's one of the reasons I fell in love with this story so much is because he is 11. And I think from all of my teaching years, because I I taught at the high school level and then I, and middle school and elementary, and I just fell in love with fourth graders, third and fourth graders. Yeah. And they just have this, it's this beautiful mix of totally being children and still having that sort of um, ability to imagine anything, all things. And it starts to die around the end of fifth grade and sixth grade, but it's still there, actually. It's still there. It doesn't totally die until, I don't know, maybe eighth grade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! For sure, for sure, because then it's like, you know, but the the 10-year-olds, there's something about 9, 10, and 11. It's like this, it's this great age. It's this great age. Like super smart and not too cool yet. Yeah. Not trying to be too cool yet. Oh, yeah. But then there's people. Yeah. Like us. (laughs) Never. books if you can have like real conversations yep. they're yep. super yeah. curious about everything yeah you know they're they're and they're definitely trying everything they're trying everything on they're they're seeing what they can get away with their friends they're trying to figure out who their friends really are it's like it's real brilliant age and yeah. i really feel like he captured you know the mind of an 11 year old yeah. so well i wonder yeah. if he has an 11 year old a couple things one Wells Tower is a great name. <laughs> it is a great name. I was wondering, is, is that, that like real his real? Name? Yeah. Is or is it a pen name? name? Do you know? Do you no. know? You don't know? Okay. That's I, what you I should just know. do. Find like two nouns and be like, that's my name. Sure, Wells sure. Tower. Wells it's Tower. It's so good. It's, it's and such it's, a great name. It's, it's, it's uh, like two things that have to do old. with land. Like yes. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. Like he yeah. could be in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. So. Wells ha- Wells Tower of the House Leopard. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. So I just found another passage that was really Ooh. interesting about the stepfather. He will spend days gathering evidence to prove that those are your teeth marks on a pen yeah. you said yeah. you hadn't chewed. <laughs> and yeah. 
I'm thinking of this man trying to be cool, trying to be earthy, dating this woman. And he's trying to be right. He's trying to constantly prove that this child in his home is is a piece of shit. He just has so much anger against this child. And I feel like he needs to get an outside of the home job because he's like, he's really too much stuck in it. Yes. Stepfather, you need a hobby. Yes. You need something to do. His hobby is to belittle the child. Right. Let's try fishing. How about that? (laughs) But you know, this guy. Yeah. You know, this guy is talking. Maybe he doesn't have buddies. He's thinking like, um, but I can picture him, you know, talking to a friend being like, this woman I'm dating, man, her kid, yeah. I caught him today. Mm-hmm. I caught him feeling like right. he's winning. Right. He's winning, he, you know. Yeah. But he's not going to win. I'm going to win. Yeah. I'm the winner. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. That his mom, like, sometimes listens. What does he say? Da, 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 da. There's some line about how he's no he's noticed that she's starting to believe. Oh yeah, yeah. Starting to believe the things the stepfather's saying about him. Characterizations of him. Oh yeah, yeah, she's sitting on the bed. You slept in your school clothes. Da 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 da. Your mother's fingers, sternum. Da 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 da. Da da. Um. Oh, he even has that crazy babysitter, the babysitter. Oh, yeah. Who says all those traumatizing things And And he, paired with that section is also the, the section about his mom touching his body. Yeah. Yes. And so it's like this fear of his body, you know, and, and his body is changing. And, you know, in his childlike imagination, like you could actually push on somebody, somebody's chest and cave it in. But that's not really true. And he doesn't know that because he's still a child, but he's about to be like made real in his puberty. Oh, my gosh. And he also gosh, I just remembered this episode. Oh, my gosh. He's in his bunk bed. Yeah. He attacked the bunk bed with the survival knife. knife, And it's like, oh, wow, that's a violent little kid outbreak right Mm -hmm. there. Um, Yes. Didn't you you ever destroy something? Like, didn't you ever lose your temper and, like, break something or destroy something or... I, know, I don't think I was a destroyer. I think I was a drastic changer. Like that day <laughs> that we, remember that day we decided to take all the wallpaper off my walls? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me and Chris were probably in like the ninth grade and we were bored. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, work. I wish this room was purple. And we found a little piece of like holly hobby looking wallpaper that was peeling. And we just started tearing <laughs> all the wallpaper. Wow. I loved the Holly Holly And paper. we did I it. I the purple, too. We did it. It went from, like, blue speckled carpet and bluish flowery wallpaper to, like, dark purple walls with Jim Morrison posters. It was gorgeous. <laughs> it was gorgeous. It was. It was um, the most beautiful purple. It was so pretty. It was cool rim. It was a cool rim. But my mom was super surprised. <laughs> she was... Real she surprise. was totally behind the redecoration, though, man. She was. She really stuck by you. She was. But was she it was. one of those things where, you know, she went to work in the morning and you were like, I want this, the wallpaper to be gone. And then she comes home in the evening and it's like, it's purple. No, no, no. I think she. It was, it was in the, it was a weekend. 
I feel like she probably came in and was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and we like, had a, I feel like we've yeah. been doing acid. No, not that Has young. No, no, that doesn't I sound right. I feel like right. we had done acid by that time. <laughs> that doesn't sound sure. right. <laughs> I feel like we were in like the ninth grade or eighth grade. Because I, no, 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 no. I had that purple wallpaper. I wasn't hanging. I wasn't staying at your house in ninth grade. Really? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Oh, no, my God. It wasn't, I, I didn't start, like, really staying, hanging out, like, hardcore until, like, late 10th grade. Oh, I feel like my debauchery didn't start, no, I don't remember, until <laughs> <laughs> about when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's that I think the about the only it. child, single parent child who gets blamed for these things. This is funny. This is funny. I just realized socialist frontiersman. Socialist oh, frontiersman yeah. Yeah. is mm-hmm. the way this yeah. stepdad. And I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, socialist frontiersman. And you know how you think about, like, oh, I know everything I need to picture about this guy, socialist frontiersman, who hates his girlfriend's son and is trying to catch him lying. I get it. So when you can sum up a person, you're like, I don't even need to know anything else, right? That's what I need to know. I I went to this business trip to Chicago recently, and I got really frustrated by one of the people in the meeting. I felt like he was talking over everyone and – when I go to talk to my friend later, she says, well, tell me about this guy. I said, well, he, he kind of inherited the company from his dad, and he was late to the meeting because he had a flat on his, um, on his uh, what's the super fancy Elon Musk car? What is that? Tesla. Tesla. He, he was late to the meeting because he had a flat on his Tesla, and he had a ponytail, and it was his dad's company before it was his. And my friend goes, I don't need to know anything else. No, that, ex- <laughs> that explains it all. I, that's, don't even <laughs> move on with the story. <laughs> like, tell me about the, what happened the next day. I already know everything that happened. <laughs> that's what I feel like when I read Socialist Frontiers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, yeah. Who yeah. doesn't have a normal job. He's too busy tending the three large gardens on the property, splitting logs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got things to do, and they're important. Yeah, and you know, yeah. you would meet this guy and be like, "Oh yeah, socialist frontiersman. He's pretty cool." And then you'd be like, "Oh yeah, also he throws rocks at people's yes! heads." <laughs> I feel like he's one of those people ah. that seems really cool for the first ten minutes you meet him, and then the conversation goes a little long, and you're like, "Oh wait, no, no." All right, you're- <laughs> where are the bodies buried? Yes, exactly. That's why there's the gardens. Yeah, and you know the girl he's with, and you're kind of like, she seems pretty cool. Yes. Is she, did she just get no. desperate one day? Yes. And she needed someone to tend the land? <laughs> like, what, oh. what happened I'd be here? like, I guess she's more broken than I, I thought. Need, and I'm like, I can't sleep at night because I'm so worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. She's like, you know yeah. what, though? He grows great sweet potatoes. Oh, and um, he makes this salve that he puts on all the bruises that <laughs> are all over us because we're always tending the land. <laughs> well, you know, he's feisty. Yeah. He fights sometimes. You're like, wow, this is getting weird. <laughs> but know? that means he'll also fight for me and my family. That's <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what it means. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, um, wow. <laughs> no, but it, it does beg the question, like, of course, obviously – like, um, with the mom, you know, I mean, you could go down a total 
like wormhole about like right. why is this why is this woman with this guy? And and the and the brief moment with the 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 real father coming on the scene and not fighting back or being a tough guy, you know, it definitely oh. is like, wow, there's a history there. There's so but much. Like letting the pendulum swing too far. Like he was a gentle guy and so now she went with the asshole. Maybe. And who knows and the, my question about that was like like wh- why did what on earth went down that that she was like I'm going to I'm going to hang out with I'm going to raise my son with this guy. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. why this story got in the New Yorker because you read it and you just have all of these questions. Oh yeah. And so it's a story that sparks something inside of you where you just need answers that aren't there. Right. Well, also I think and and this is interesting cuz this happens Every time we talk about a book, I think I know what it's about. Yeah, story. I think I know what it's about. I haven't thought about what it's about, and it's about ten million other things. And it's usually about if it's good, then why it's good is because it's a simple thing mm-hmm. that yeah. that is about so many things. So and many things. Um, and it's scenes. Yeah, it's scenes, and it's it's a particular ex- person's experience that. Is yeah. about a very particular thing, but it's about everything. Yeah. So Shannon yeah. and I know each other through improv. And one of the things that we're told that you're trained on when you're doing long form is like, find the thing and just stay on the thing. Yeah. Like right. you meet someone and you go like, it, you know, looks like you hurt your knee. And if you just go, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah, I I fell down the stairs. Oh, really? What stairs? Like, just stay on the knee Mm -hmm. for a while and stay on the relationship. And why do you care about my knee? And I don't overcrowd it with a bunch of other stuff. Don't start talking about going to the circus and getting a cheeseburger and having (laughs) a crush on your best friend. Like, just stay in this moment because things, enough things will come Mm -hmm. out of this conversation about why you hurt your knee Mm -hmm. that it will tell the whole story. Mm, and what's yeah. what the best did you end up going to see improv on friday the one i've referred Mm-mm. you to oh okay no. did you know that point she lives in san diego right now hey and the league of pointless mm. improvisers was just in the san diego <gasps> improv festival. so i was like oh my god go see my people yeah um so pointless shout out <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey there. so um but when you see a really good improv set it could just be two people sitting there talking to each other about who should drive mm-hmm. and it's amazing yeah. because it's about everything it's about yeah. everything it's like yeah. you're not bored because they're sitting there talking about well you always drive like you want them to talk about it forever yeah because you get it yes well it's kind of like that idea of the sign of a true chef is how if the person can make perfect eggs right the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. the sign of a good improviser is someone who can make perfection out of a small thing yeah, 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 yeah. So or a good writer. I get it. I get it. Well, it's like on all those little things. That's where life is happening. I mean, yeah. also from Im- improv, like they're always like, "Don't be talking heads." You know, mm-hmm. be doing something. Yes. yes. And then when we're writing, when we're when you're going through writing classes, you get the same note. It's you know, you have talking heads. Where are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's happening around them? Usually when people are talking in their home, they're also doing something. They're making tea or they're doing this or yeah. whatever. And, um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. and this setting that, is so and the 20 acres is, and the shed yeah. oh, and the yeah. chickens and everything. It's like, oh, yeah, seamless. I get it. I get it. Seamless. Seamless. Yeah. It's, it's like Shannon said, like every um, it, every word is you get the most bang for your buck out of every line. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. the, 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 the three sections or the sections that it, he, he broke it into are it does everything. Beats. <laughs> beats. Three beats. That's it, right. It, it, <laughs> it leaves you wandering at the end. And, um, and I think, and, and, and in a brilliant way, I struggle mm-hmm. with endings and, um, it, it's such a perfect ending. Well, you want it to be a powerful and resonating note, right? And that's what we have here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because you are, because it's because of the you, point of view Mm -hmm. whoever's reading it is going to walk away and go off with their hopeful ending (laughs) you know each or getting eaten by leopards you know whichever works for you i'm an eat by leopard kind of person oh my gosh (laughs) the the very second in the woods so i'm gonna go with the leopard is actually in the woods the very um uh, second to last line he's staying there on the porch the cop is next to him and you, the stepfather says hey your stepfather says <gasps> lightly slapping your cheek yeah. what's the matter yes. with you blacking out again and he's yeah. just jiving this kid Yes, he's like he's, he's probably looking at the cop like look look at this little liar I'm going to catch him you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that idea of blacking out again, like he, he has blackouts. That's another just thing about him that we don't know or like why. See, I think he's making like, oh, you just fainted. Ah, uh, okay. He, he's right. faking it. Right. He's calling yeah. him out. Oh. He's calling him out is what he's doing. Slapping him. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, you blacking out again? Is that what's happening? Mm-hmm. Like he knows he's lying. Yeah. He's just kind of, you know, slapping him around a little bit. It's just it's just rough. Um, you have no legs to stand on. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask this. So any final thoughts? And, and if either of you have read anything else by Wells Tower, what else did you love? Mm, Chris, you God. said you got on I a- know I read a couple of other of his short stories, but it's been a while and I can't remember. Um, but I got his collection. You guys should get it. Ooh. Okay. It's called Everything Ravaged, Everything Burned. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Oh, yeah. Good times. I have a feeling I'm going to laugh a lot. Are you, Are you like, going to the bathroom right now? Yep. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, she she's is. moving. Okay, great. So hopefully we can get that sound. That sound. Is this I'm new? I'm for time? that, too. I'm hoping yeah. for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a little something. Again, a surprise oh ending. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. <laughs> is it oh the leopard? Do you see a leopard? Hey, I wanted to tell you guys. So what I like the idea of is us reading something that no one has talked about. And so, you know, I work for this company where I can we can get books for free. So I'm going to send you a link to get free to sign up for Mm -hmm. free because then you can get digital review copies. We can get digital review copies. Um, I can totally hear you, by the way. Yeah. If you want to. So happy. Make it rain. It. Okay. <laughs> just just making sure that that's what you're into. Um, I it was either like walk away and well, or you could mute. You could just mute yourself. <laughs> 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 it did.
didn't even occur to her. Haven't you ever been on a conference call? You mute when you flush. Multitasking is an important skill. You're a professional. That's what it is. Thank you <laughs> for your professional <laughs> commitment to the show. Um, Absolutely, so, Shelly. So the, you, I'll send you a link. You can sign up, and then I'll show you how you can get – basically, you can go on our site and get uh, free – advanced review copies of books for example okay. there's an ani defranco memoir that what? just came out oh, i just saw it yeah. and then there's actually i see good ones all the time but if you guys sign up i can point you exactly where to go yeah and say here's where all the advanced review copies are and some of them you have to request and you kind of like may or may not get the request sent to you mm -hmm. because they only give them to certain people um, but some of them you can just download the book right there because they just want reviews. Dear so, Diary, sometimes <laughs> dreams come true. Sometimes <laughs> they happen when you're on a podcast. <laughs> Sincerely, <It's true>. Shannon. <laughs> it's true. But, um, like, I'll just show Shannon so Ooh. she can see right here. Um, uh -huh. If I go right here and I click review copies. I see that. Then these say to download. Ooh. And then all of these books right here. Yes. Make them mine. Yes. <laughs> so all of these, look, the, all these books you can just <gasps> download. Oh. <laughs> I think and I died a little bit in a good way. Yeah. And then so, so look, it's like this one doesn't I want come that out until April 2nd. Yes. This one doesn't come out until May 7th. So we can go on here and find one that we are all interested <gasps> and in. And we can review it before anyone else. And then we'll be the yeah! first one. We won't be the people going like, oh, I read about whatever yes. else thought about this. We'll just be the ones. Talking we'll be about like it. the kid. Very yes. <laughs> you guys will be like the kid blazing a trail, but without the poison ivy. Sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Story. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And some of them, like some of the other review copies, I'm very intrigued by. Yeah. And there's also another book. Have you heard about this book about. Um, Oh my gosh! There's a book written by. Hold this, uh, da, 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 da. They've been talking about a lot on Michigan radio about a woman writing about growing up African American in Detroit, and her Ooh. mother ran the numbers, mm -hmm. and it was this secret. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Shoot, what is the name yeah, of it? That sounds good. It's it's so good, and I keep hearing about it. It's it's it was. Her family was well off because her mom basically ran the numbers in Detroit, which was Ooh. a legit economy and one of the only economies that was available. And she talks about it in terms of like, it, it was how she learned how to be a businesswoman. Wow. Basically. Yeah. And it's something like the Fanny. Uh, um, uh, let me see if I can find it by doing a super random... The World According to Fanny Davis. Ooh. Oh, sweet. The World According to Fanny Davis and My Mother's Life in the Detroit Numbers. That sounds so, awesome. Yeah, so that sounds awesome. That's one I want to I want to look at that, and I also want to look at some of these that we can just download. Because um, there's so many. Yeah. I'm sure we can find. There's, and it's such a good variety, too. So, yep, yes. yep, yep. So we've got some things to look forward to. And uh, and we have, we're up on SoundCloud now. Yay. Yay. Finally worked. Um, what I'm still trying to figure out is 
like I haven't put up all the descriptions of the books. I don't have any pictures of us. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said this is what song we're playing. But just getting like that thing to work was was kind of a big deal for me. Yeah. But, you Yay, know, you did it! Little logo. Yeah. So see, and I put the pictures of the um, books on there. I, I did that cool. part. Yeah, yeah, I was listening to one of them today. You were? I was. Was it annoying or was it fun? No, it was good. I chuckled and I I learned good things. I was excited. Yay. That makes me so happy. I'm not only podcasting right now, I'm also a fan. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Well, thanks uh, again, ladies. And I hope you will return. And uh, I'm going to look at my calendar because in a few weeks, guess where I'm going to be? Where? In San Diego with her. Yay! That's awesome. Did you get the, I sent you my flight stuff. Did you get that? I did. Yeah. I can't believe that fucking travel day you have. You have to go to Baltimore. It's okay. Good it's morning, Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, it, it was, it's actually a good flight because the other ones were like leaving at 5 a.m. and getting there at midnight. or get, They were stupid. But this one I get in at a okay. reasonable time and I leave at a reasonable time. So it's actually pretty decent. I saw that. Yeah. 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 And we have – are you doing the musical theater auditions at Pointless? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Hmm. Are I'm you doing, doing them? them? You're doing them? I'm doing Aww. them. Well, then, you know. And so the callbacks are the night before oh. and then I leave. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I was trying to not make my flight – you know, like 5 a.m. Yeah. Because that would just be too That'd much, be horrible, yeah. yeah. You'd be like, how am I going to sleep? Because you know how your adrenaline gets on... Oh, yeah. You can't things. go to bed right away. No. Or, or you're just stressed or, oh, yeah. or you party. Anything could Sometimes a really. mixture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit of everything. One caused by the other. Yes. I'm, I'm not feeling any of this alcohol because I'm so amped up on adrenaline until it all changes. Yes. And oh, look, I the adrenaline crashed. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel awful. And so now my... You, by the way, you should listen to the... Uh, you should listen to David Sedaris's um, fiction podcast on this with with uh, the New Yorker. I love him. Mm-hmm. I love everything that he does. Yes. Have you heard... Fabulous. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we've all listened to everything that he's done because he's wonderful. Because he's David Sedaris. He's wonderful. Sedaris, but there's something about his voice reading this story. Oh, yes. Oh, well, he has like just a little smidge of a lisp, right? And so when he's reading about yeah. an 11-year-old and you hear that, it just makes it even better. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, just everything so about it. I love him. His cadence. I love him. What I also loved, though, is that she asks him about what he thinks about the stepfather, and she, I think she even kind of sets it up for him. And he, he at first, when he goes to answer, he's like, oh, the stepdad's kind of a dick, but it's no big deal. Yeah, he's not that and bad. Later, and then later, he's like, it totally recants, and he's like, I don't know why I said that. Yeah. I love that moment so much. Oh, yeah. After my MFA, I mean, you just sit in so many groups with so many people talking about books and people's writing, and it's just endless, endless, endless. And, you know, people get so, like the second person thing, people just get so wrapped up in, like, what people have to say or people's opinions or your own opinion or what you said in class, mm-hmm. and it's, like, so serious. And yeah. I loved How pretentious does it get? It Can I even it, imagine the level <laughs> of pretentious? Is it, it overkill? It can be so valuable. It can be so valuable, but yeah. it really depends on the group. You yeah. Know? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the hardest part is learning who to listen to and who not to. Yeah. And, and that can include your teachers. 
Yes. And it's really, really tough. And I just loved that as this prolific writer and reader and performer, you know, there he is on tape being kind of, kind of like stumbling over himself. And yeah. to me, I was like, that's it though. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. That's what every reader does. Every yeah. reader doesn't know what they think until they start talking about it. Well, and it's and nice to have someone there as a model. You come away and you think one thing and then you start talking to someone yeah. and the next thing you know, you realize that's not what you think at all. You think something entirely different. You just hadn't had the chance to synthesize it, which mm -hmm. is the point of having the fucking conversation in the first place. Well, and I think that David Sedaris is confident enough in his ability and who he is that he is willing to be honest, which is part of the reason that we uh, all love him, right? So, so, so yeah. Yeah. So he starts with one thing. For this story. Yeah. Yeah. That raw, you you can you feel you almost feel transported to David Sedaris doing the voice of this eleven year old. It's just like oh, wow, he's so good. He's so yeah. good. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, right. so let's say goodbye and go out on Puff the Magic Dragon again. <laughs> Think about childhood and becoming an adult and all the things we learn. And uh, this has been Reeds and Weeds, where we. Smoke weed and talk about books. And uh, Todd, let's hear some Puff the Magic Dragon. Bye. Bye. Bye, Shannon. <laughs> Bye, Chris. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Later. Puff the Magic Dragon Lived by the sea And frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali, little Jackie Paper loved that rascal puff and brought him strings and sealing wax and other fancy stuff. Oh, puff the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali. Scales.
Slipped into his cave. Oh, Puff, the magic dragon. 